Welcome back to another episode of the Femininity Project Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bogdanova. Have you noticed when we talk about strength, we often associate it with men, but with women, not so much. And then if we go into the femininity realm, there is often a negative connotation when it comes to strength and femininity. Like strength is only reserved for those women who can't get a guy. And why should we break a nail when we can delegate the heavy lifting and rule as a permanent passenger princess? So here's the thing. I want women to be a queen, not a princess, and there's a big difference between the two. The plan for today's episode is to share why I believe strength is not only a good option, but a necessary one and very sexy, and how strength will look different on a man versus a woman. We'll also look at ways that you may be consciously or subconsciously weakening yourself, and I'll share my top tips on how you can become a force to be reckoned with. We're going to be going all over the map, tapping into wisdom from professional fighters, psychologists, philosophers, biblical texts, and the fierce women of Sparta. Quick pause before we jump in. If you've neglected that subscribe button, now is the time for you to give it some love. All set? Okay. Let's dive into today's episode. Some of you know my husband's Eastern European, and for as long as I can remember, I have always been attracted to men from there. They seem to have a composure, a seriousness about them. They say what they mean, and they don't waste words. And this type of intensity, being with this type of man, can really make you feel safe. The other night, we were watching an interview with Patrick Beck David and Khabib Nurmagomedov, the longest reigning UFC champion ever. If you haven't seen him fight, he was a beast. When he was a child, he would fight bears. I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm being literal. He would fight bears. So he tells the story of one day when he was in the US, one drunk guy came up to him when he was in the supermarket and he was trying to bully him, a really big guy. And what he told him was, you have to be careful because it's not a good idea to joke with me. The interviewer asked him, did he stop? And he said, yeah, he stopped. He realized this is real talk and he left me alone. So why do I bring this story up besides it being really hot that somebody could fight a bear? Well, it brings me to the first quality that I want you to cultivate, and that is to take yourself seriously. What I mean by that is the things you want, you get comfortable expressing. The things you don't want or the boundaries you have, you don't minimize or apologize for having them. I'll give you an example of one of my clients. She wanted to be a wife and a mom, and she wanted a more traditional role in a relationship. But when she went on dates, this would be a really hard thing for her to express, so she'd minimize it in ways. And the problem with this is it does two things. Number one, it confuses the guy because he doesn't really know what you're wanting. And second, it makes you feel weak because you know what you want in your heart, but you're not putting it out there. When you don't take yourself seriously, it's really hard for anyone else to. They get an incomplete picture of who you are. The lines are blurred. Do you really feel a certain way or are you just going along with the crowd, trying to please them? Just like Habib straightened out a drunk bully by saying, it's not a good idea to joke with me. So can you. This can look like, it's not a good idea to take my work for granted. I deserve the promotion. Or, it's not a good idea to laugh it off when I say I want a guy who can provide. Because, honey, there are a lot of fish in the sea. Sticking with lessons from Habib, there is another part in the interview where Patrick was asking him about his fight with Conor McGregor. 
And in the press conference leading up to the fight, Conor McGregor was running his mouth and saying things that weren't just typical pre-fight kind of quips, but actually insulting his family, insulting his faith, taking it too far. And so Patrick asked him, like, how did you feel when you were listening to Connor? Were you actually listening to him or were you zoning him out? This was his response. He said, no, I like to listen to people when they talk. It's very interesting because you can listen to them and understand where is their IQ. If you're stupid, what can you do? You can do nothing. If you can't handle yourself, how are you going to try and control myself? If you can't control yourself, if you can't control your family, you have to be quiet. Don't talk in front of a lot of people because they're going to understand who you are. It's better you don't talk, you know? I listened to him, thought maybe he'd say some good things. Maybe I'm wrong. I know everybody makes mistakes. Okay, but I listened. These kind of people are never going to beat you. They're two different levels. At least you have to be smart. When I listened to him, I understood his level. There was no way we're on the same level. I thought, okay, let's listen to this guy and see where his mind is. This is your level? Welcome to the cage, October 6th. We're going to talk. I'm going to show you who you are. All right, so next two qualities come from this. The first one is self-control. Self-control is the ability to control oneself, in in particular one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. So he listened. He had self-control when he heard an idiot running his mouth saying the most offensive things. During that time, he just let him show his level. Second, he had confidence. Confidence in where he stood. He knew his skills outweighed his opponent. And he knew this not out of some wishful thought, but he knew the hours he put in outweighed his opponent. He knew mentally he was tougher than his opponent, more disciplined. His opponent probably didn't fight bears. (laughs) He had a success record that couldn't be argued with. So how does this play out for you? Well, let's start with self-control. Self-control can look like not overreacting. It can look like taking a second to compose yourself before you respond. It can look like not putting yourself in situations where your strength gets compromised. That can be drinking too much. Often women make allowances for themselves or for their behavior that they would never extend to their partner because, well, they were drunk. It didn't count. It counts, babe. It could also look like not overspending or putting your family in rough waters or saying that comment in anger that you know will just devastate your partner. It can look like not binge-watching housewives if you notice that you start getting a little bitchy after to your partner or you start starting fights out of boredom. Second, confidence builds strength. Confidence for me has always built on two things. First, what I know I can do because I have mountains of proof. For example, if someone said to me, Sarah, you're a crap dancer. I could care less because my years of dancing and my titles say otherwise. No one can take that away from me because I have insurmountable proof that I'm a great dancer. Second, because I'm confident that even if a new situation came up, I'm the type of person who can figure it out and rise to the occasion. So what if you don't feel either of those things that I just described right now? Well, I have a few suggestions. The first thing is I want you to look at what you already do well. So many times we see our flaws and we look back at situations and even if we did 90% right, we focus on that 10%. I want you to try and flip that. Look at that 90%. What did you do right? 
Second, I want you to start doing one thing very well and start building your insurmountable proof. This is going to happen by three steps. Number one, you're going to take yourself seriously enough. Step number one. Number two, you're going to develop some self-control to stick to it even when the going gets a little tough, which it will. And step number three, you're going to have confidence because now you have proved it to yourself. And when you've proved it once, you're going to be able to start building confidence for things that you don't know how to do because you know you're the type of person that figures it out. In the movie 300, there's a famous scene where this messenger comes and speaks to the king. This is what happens. The king says, now what message do you bring? The messenger says, earth and water. He asks, you rode all the way from Persia for earth and water? The messenger bows. This is where the queen of Sparta comes in. She says, do not be coy or stupid, Persian. You can afford neither in Sparta. The messenger gets angry. He says, what makes this woman think she can speak among men? The queen responds, because only Spartan women give birth to real men. The scene progresses. The king and the messenger get heated. And eventually it ends with him in front of this hole where the king has the option to either kill him or not. The king gives his whole speech, and before he goes to kick this guy into the hole, he first looks back at his wife. She gives him the nod of approval, and then he does the famous kick and says, this is Sparta, and then kicks him into the hole. Now, here are some fun facts about Spartan women. They were educated. They had military training, combat skills, and wrestling. This was not the norm anywhere else at the time. Another thing, they were able to own land. They also had more freedom in how they dressed, and they were the only women who competed in the Olympic Games. So why do I bring this up? In Proverbs 31, 10 to 12, it says this, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So many women want this strong, masculine man. But here's the question. Could he trust you as a partner? In Sparta, the men trusted their women to help them with decision-making. They looked at them as wise counsel. Their strength lay in their wisdom. Quality number four, develop wisdom. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Later on in Proverbs, it says, She opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the way of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. This is where I have a big problem with women just outsourcing all the thinking and strength to their partner. He needs you to be wise. It's not a question of, oh, he can be strong and you can be neutral. No, it's either he's strong and you're strong. They can be in different ways or he's strong and you're a liability. It is so important to cultivate wisdom. Take yourself seriously. Develop self-control. Develop your confidence. Practice wisdom. And finally, we're at quality number five. Be a person of dignity. Dignity is the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. One proverb says, strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. I love that visual. In my head, I see a queen, a woman who walks into a room who has so much presence and just commands respect. She is literally wrapped up 
clothed in strength and dignity, so much so that she can laugh at the future because she knows what she's capable of. A strong woman knows her actions have a consequence, whether it's good or bad. If you want to be a woman of dignity, ask yourself, are you conducting yourself in a way that is worthy of honor or respect? Are the things that are coming out of your mouth respectable, honorable? Think about that. If you want to be a woman, a queen, not a princess, these are the qualities that are necessary. Your strength does not need to look the same as a man, but it needs to be there. We can't have the rewards without putting in the work. Now, for the different types of women who are listening to this, you can be soft, joyful, and fun and have that as your personality, but have strength as your backbone. Or you can be fierce, intense, sexy, but have strength as your backbone. Two quotes I want to leave you with. There is a beatitude that says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. When I heard that, it always bugged me a bit. That word meek felt so weak. Then I heard Jordan Peterson talk about it, and this is what he said. I was looking up multiple translations of the word meek, and meek is actually derived from a Greek word, and that word didn't exactly mean meek. It meant something like those who have weapons and the ability to use them, but are determined to keep them sheathed, and that means people who are capable of force, let's say, but decide not to use it are in the proper moral position. And Miyamoto Mushashi, forgive my pronunciation, says, It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. I know this episode may not be what you typically expect from a femininity podcast, but it should be. Because remember, we're not just sugar, we're also spice. If this wisdom I'm dropping resonates with you and you haven't left a review yet, let's make that happen. (laughs) Your thoughts mean the world. And until we meet again next week, watch the movie 300, figure out which of the five qualities you're going to start working on first, and cheers to a fiercely feminine future.